The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here is Dr. Marianne. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad that you can join me today. Today, we will be talking about cellular memories. What are they, and how do they affect us, and what does that have to do with our health? But before I get into that, I'd just like to say that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly my opinion, that of Dr. Marianne Chase. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. I'd also like to say that you can find me on Facebook at the Healing Whisper page and uh, LinkedIn, Dr. Marianne Chase, as well as Twitter, Dr. Marianne Chase, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com, as well as YouTube. There's a, a few videos that I have favorited into playlists that I really like, and I occasionally will live stream on Meerkat. And uh, so, cellular memories, what are they? Well, first, let's just talk a little bit about memories. What are memories? Well, that's kind of a, a silly question. You might think that what are memories? And, and just simply put, a memory is a picture. It is always a picture. You don't have a memory of something unless it is formed in your mind as a picture. Now, I shouldn't say always a picture because individuals who have been blind from birth don't really have a reference as to what something looks like. And really, if you think about it, a person that has been blind from birth, if they have their eyesight retrieved, they say things like, it looks like something. Because it has been described to them by other individuals. What 
does something look like? And a blind individual uses their hands to learn what something looks like. And it's like the old story of the five blind men that were being told what an elephant looks like. And they all were taken to the elephant to feel. And one blind man felt the elephant's leg and it felt like a tree trunk. He described it as a tree trunk. Another blind man felt the ear and he said it was a giant leaf and another person felt the skin and described it totally different but they did describe the elephant as as a picture that's the only way we have of describing our memories and guess what What came to your mind when I said elephant? I'll bet it was a picture in your mind of an elephant, whatever the elephant looks like. And if you've never seen an elephant, but you saw the movie Dumbo, that is the picture that will come to your mind. And that is why all of our memories are pictures Now, when we have good memories, we've got good pictures. Think of a memory of a wonderful vacation to, let's just say, Hawaii. And if you've never been to Hawaii, I could describe it to you as a picture with the sandy beaches and the waves coming in and the warming of the wind, how that would feel on your skin. It brings up a picture. And then there are some negative memories. And at this time of the year, sometimes negative memories are used to frighten us because it uh, seems to be very popular to frighten people in this season. And I'm talking about the season of Halloween And why does that memory, a negative memory, frighten people? It's because it sets us up for that fight or flight response. And so we have learned over the years uh, to be afraid of certain things like, well, Spiders. And if you have a fear of spiders, just my saying that word for some people will bring up those horrible negative memories. Maybe you were bitten by a spider. Maybe somebody you know was bitten by a spider. And even if you were never bitten by a spider or never knew anybody who was bitten by a spider... The image of spider fear has been greatly exaggerated in some situations 
by movies and media. There's a great movie on Harry Potter that came out, and one of the scary things for Harry Potter was this giant spider that lived in the woods. Or even on um, The Hobbit. It was a giant spider that came and took out Bilbo, or tried to take out Bilbo, in The Hobbit and, and the trilogy of the rings. So that's how we develop those fears, because we have those memory pictures, those negative memory pictures of spiders. And I even recently saw on Facebook a video of someone chasing a spider out from underneath a car door handle. And the, the, the memory of the car door, the, the spider dropped out, and it was a highly venomous spider out of Australia. But it created fear. Even for those of us that live in the northern latitudes, that that spider doesn't even live. And so, that's how memories create fear. And I have a question that just came to me. And it said, what about taste? Is taste a memory? Yes, this individual says, I remember what cheese tastes like. I remember that it's different from salt. Let me ask you this question. If you know what cheese tastes like, let's ask what variety of cheese Let's just say you just had a wonderful Swiss cheese. What comes to your mind? Not only does the memory of the taste, but what about the memory of what Swiss cheese looks like? Or cheddar cheese. What does that look like? And yes, not only does taste bring up memories, but smells. When you smell something that brings up a memory, sometimes it could be a bad memory. Sometimes it can be a good memory. Perfumes are excellent. My daughter remembers what her grandmother's perfume smells like. And when she smells that perfume somewhere Grandma's been long gone, six years now. But my daughter will smell that perfume and say, Grandma. And the picture of her grandmother comes in to her mind. And that's what memory is all about. Now, where I am going with this is how our memories affect us. But before I get into that, let's talk briefly, very briefly, about where are our memories. A lot of people think, well, they're in our head, because that's where our brain is, and that's where we think 
about things and we think about our memories and they're in our head. And kind of let me bend a little bit of your, your paradigm about memories and say they're all over. That is why I'm calling them cellular memories because they're all over. Every single cell of your body has a memory. Some maybe more than others, but we do know that there are memories in every cell of your body. The reason we know that is have you ever heard <clears throat> have you ever heard of ghost pains? When an amputee has a limb removed, particularly because there's been a lot of pain involved in that limb. That is because the memories of that limb are throughout the entire limb, even above where the amputation took place. The memories are in those nerve cells. The memories are in the skin and the muscle and the bone. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. So folks, don't go away. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom healing code coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Running is one of the fastest growing sports, with everyday people stepping it up and training for that next big race goal. The In-Flight Running Show with Coach Michael Merlino is your guide to running, whether you're just getting started or training for the Boston Marathon. By paying attention to and following the tips offered by Michael and his guests, you'll be able to take your running to new heights and reach your next finish line with confidence. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show, and this is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I appreciate you joining me and sticking with me. Today we are talking about cellular memories, and just before the break, I started to get into where our memories are stored, and folks, they are stored all over your body, in every single cell of your body, which is why we call them cellular memories. Now, what are some of the things that uh, tell us these memories are stored all over our body? And one of the things is the ghost memories if a person has a limb amputated, particularly if an amputation is occurs as a result of trauma. Anybody who has had a limb lost, will tell you they will sometimes think it is still there or they will still feel the pain. And a lot of the pain from the, those memories uh, are the pain if the ghost limb is the cells of the nervous system remembering the trauma. And it's not because the signals are still being sent from this trauma. It's because the memory is still there. And there's been a lot of success in changing that memory through electronic impulse to change that memory. And when we think of electricity going in to any part of our body, it's known as energy. Now, another way that we know that our memories in our cells are all in every single cell are people that have had transplants of organs. And one of the best stories about implants, and it's not a made-up story. There's a book written, and I forget the author. I'm, I'm so sorry, but the name of the book is called A Change of Heart. And this individual, she, she was a dancer, and she had to have a heart-lung transplant, and I don't know the details behind why. But when she had that transplant and as she was recovering, not only did she notice a change of personality, but she noticed a change of tastes. She wanted to eat food that she would never have eaten before. Food that 
a dancer, an athlete, would never eat. And she craved it. She wanted it. All because she had someone else's organs. And come to find out, the organs that uh, she received, the donor, that was the personality that she was exhibiting. Those were the cravings that she was exhibiting. And there are not just one story about this, but there are multitudes of stories about those memories being stored everywhere. So that's that's where our memories are. They're in our head, yeah. But they're in our heart. They're in our muscles. They're in our skin. They're everywhere. So that is why when I'm talking about guarding your heart and being careful with your thoughts. It's about those memories. Now, earlier I was talking about negative memories and pictures that cause fear. And I briefly talked about fear being something that is called the fight or flight response. And fight-or-flight response is also called the stress response, which is also called the fear response. So, why? Why is it called all of these things? It's the same response. It is our natural way of responding to something that is threatening our life or could threaten our life. It is something that we were created with as a self-protection. And it's something that is very difficult, if not impossible, to overcome. That's why when people are being anesthetized, the natural response of the body is to fight it. They know through blood tests as well as electric measurements of the EKGs, the ECGs that are done while a person is being anesthetized for surgery. They are fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And it creates stress. Not only is surgery in and of itself stressful, but the actually putting them, anesthetizing them, putting them out, causes that stress response. It is the response that we have back in the caveman days of you meet a saber-toothed tiger and you're either going to fight that tiger or you're going to run. So what happens in the body when this fight-or-flight response is coming about? First thing that happens is our body, when we see the threat, our body is flooded with hormones 
that our adrenal glands produce. And this adrenaline is a hormone that will shut down non-essential functions of the body and ramp up things like your muscles. And it also ramps down your ability to think logically. That's why when you're under a lot of stress, you tend to become laser-focused on whatever that object is that's causing the stress. So let's just take a modern-day example. You're driving down the road at, let's just say, you're on the highway at, at 55, 65, even 75 miles per hour, and another car comes rocketing towards you. They're out of control. Your body is then flooded with adrenaline. Your heart rate goes up. Your muscles are be ready for action. And your brain is no longer thinking about the music playing on the radio. It's no longer thinking about what you got to do when you get home. It's thinking, what do I have to do to avoid this car that's out of control? What do I have to do to avoid being killed in a car accident? And if you're blindsided, well, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind is, what the was that? But if you see that, That's when the adrenaline floods the body. Then that adrenaline converts into the stress hormone known as cortisol or hydrocortisone. It's the same thing. It's the steroid that is given to us as a shot sometimes when you you have a painful joint because it causes all sorts of great things to happen to release the pain and help the knee or whatever joint was being injected to begin healing. The only problem is if you overdose with those steroids if you have too many shots in the joint, or if, as some athletes have done, abuse these steroids just to build muscle, there's lots of negative, negative consequences. And guess what, folks? You're putting these negative consequences into your body when you're under constant stress. Now, I, I will be getting back to how do these cellular memories cause this constant stress. In just a minute. But some of these negative consequences are, they affect the brain, 
There was a well-known football athlete years ago. His name was Lyle Alzado. And he died of brain cancer. And he was also implicated in steroid abuse. That's just one of the many negative consequences that a person can have because of the flooding of the body with the stress hormones. Well, folks, it's time for a break. So when we come back, I won't be talking so much about those negative consequences, but I will be talking about how our negative cellular memories cause the stress. So don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom healing code coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit thehealingwhisper.com and click coaching. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show, and I am so glad that you can join me and stick with me. I'd just like to mention briefly that you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. Today we are talking about cellular memory. What are they and how do they affect us? And just before the break, I was talking about the fight-or-flight response and how 
When we hit that fight-or-flight response, we flood our bodies with the adrenal hormones, adrenaline, and it causes the heart to race, and it then converts into hydrocortisone, which causes other hormones to mobilize so that we can either fight off that threat to our life or we can run like the wind to get away from that threat of our lives. So the the thing with the stress response and our memories is some of our memories are causing us to go in to that fight or flight response. Now let's just take a negative memory and let's just go back to the example of fear of spiders. And I'm using this example because of the Halloween season. It's a very popular thing to cause fear in people. And whether a person has ever been bitten by a spider, ever been poisoned by a spider, is is immaterial. The same thing with a snake. Somehow, some people have memories that cause that flight or flight response. And so you're either going to stick around to fight that spider off or that snake off if you know what to do or you're going to get away and it causes your heart to race it causes your muscles to to really go and you're laser focused on that threat let's say you have a negative memory of being abused and you were abused by a person of a particular gender, race, age and maybe every time you see a person of that particular gender, race and age it's triggering that stress response And you don't even know it. But your body is getting flooded. Your heart is racing. And you might think, oh, another anxiety attack. Yeah, it is another anxiety attack. Because you're not able to either fight that threat or fly away from that threat. And did you know? that these memories aren't just with abuse. It could be something as simple as a child that was refused a lollipop. One of my favorite stories of all time is related in the Healing Code book, And it's called a popsicle memory. Let me repeat that. It's called a popsicle memory. 
And it's a little five-year-old girl who was told by her mother that she had to eat all of her lunch. And if she ate all of her lunch, she would get a popsicle. Well, this little girl's sister ate her entire lunch, but the little girl did not. And the sister got a popsicle, but the little girl did not. That was a fairly traumatic memory for that little girl. She had not developed the logical ability to understand that she was being refused this treat because she did not do something else. She went through her entire life, well, not entire life, a great deal of her life, with this memory buried, never really having a good relationship with her mother, always believing that she was unworthy, always not accepting that she was loved. All because she did not get a popsicle. And that was a traumatic memory for this child. And it stuck with her. And if you were to ask her today, now that she is healed from the trauma of that memory, she still has the picture of the memory but it does not have the traumatic implications. The reason I tell this story is because a popsicle memory by a lot of people is not considered traumatic. And it's always in the eye of the beholder. And you can have traumatic memories that you have received from your ancestors. You might have gotten traumatic memories from a parent or their parents or their parents many generations back. How does that work? It's because those memories are in the cells. And a cell is also an egg or a sperm. It may be only a half cell. And we don't know which half of the memories are stored in that cell. Or even if the traumatic memory was stored in that cell. Most likely, traumatic memories will come from the mother because those eggs are produced while the body is being developed. From a dad, not so much. I mean, the the sperm is being produced all the time. But the dad might have negative memories cellular memories from his mother 
or his grandmother, etc., etc. So that's how we can have negative cellular memories from our ancestors. And they affect us as well. So let me just kind of do, do a full circle here about how those memories cause the fight-or-flight response. It's when we have that negative memory, and let's just use that popsicle memory, it creates a belief. And the belief in being threatened, the belief is what is going to cause that fight or flight response. If you're driving down that highway at 70 miles an hour and you see that other car out of control coming towards you, you wouldn't respond in a fight or flight unless you believed you were going to be hit by that other car. You wouldn't have the fight-or-flight response unless somewhere deep down in your memories you believed that snake was going to bite you and threaten your life, or the spider would do the same. It's about your beliefs. And for that popsicle memory, that little girl had the belief that she was not worthy to receive a treat. And how did it affect her as an adult? She felt like she was not worthy to receive the treat of a promotion at work. She felt like she was not worthy to be loved. I hope I have explained how things, little things, like a popsicle, can translate into big things in life. Then, the real question that comes up is, okay, I understand how that can affect, like, my work. But how does it make me sick? How does it cause illness? And that comes back around to these hormones that are being circulated through the body because of the belief. So if you have a belief that you are not lovable, and yet somebody will say to you, you are loved, or you keep trying to say to yourself, I am loved. That creates the fight or flight, because you don't believe it. And because of that not believing it, and having it come at you, you're brain your 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 basic brain not the developed human brain 
but the brain that's kind of what we call a lizard brain, it's, it's part of the limbic system. It says, somebody says they love you. You keep saying to yourself, I should love me. But you are unlovable. So it creates that stress. It creates the hormones floating about the body. And guess what, folks? It's floating about the body for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. When we come back from our break, I'll get into some details about the illness. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and we are talking about cellular memories and how cellular memories cause our beliefs and how our beliefs cause stress. So if you're just now joining me, I guess you're just going to have to go back and listen to the first three quarters of this show. So we have these negative beliefs that are causing stress because the belief is kind of going against what should be truth. And when it is when that is happening, The truth is we either have our truth, which at the time for this little girl with a popsicle memory is that she was unworthy and unlovable, or we have the truth, which is she really is worthy and she really is lovable. 
Now, we can have all sorts of negative beliefs, anywhere from, like what I was saying, being unlovable, but a truth, an untruth of lack of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, trust. Do you know that not trusting is a negative memory? Something happened in your life to have you not trust. And that is a negative memory that can in turn cause illness. And so you've got these negative memories. It's causing stress in the body. And the stress is creating what we call the fight or flight syndrome or not fight or flight response, which is causing the adrenals to pump out adrenaline, which is being converted into the steroid hydrocortisone or cortisol. And it is creating hormonal havoc in your body. And that is how we create illness in our own bodies. And so the negative belief created by the memory is flooding your body with these hormones, out of balance hormones, for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And maybe not that one memory, but we have all sorts of memories. And so if you find yourself reacting to something, just say at work, with a great deal of anger or in a negative way, rather than letting that something kind of roll off your back like oil on or water on a duck's back, maybe, maybe you have a negative belief and something that happened at work or even just driving down the highway and a person has a, a road rage response. That's because they are responding to some sort of a negative belief. Maybe they believe that if they are late, that they will be punished or something bad will happen. And that road rage is a fight or flight response. It goes through all layers in our life and you may not be aware of it but if you are know that that eventually will cause an illness and the centers for disease control actually say that stress causes 90% of the illness that we experience. And they probably were a little bit under in their estimation at 
Personally, I could say easily 98% of all the illness we experience. Now, there are the infections the, the, and the trauma. At trauma, you don't really consider an illness, but you know, sometimes if you get infected or anything along those lines... And if you get an infection like a bad cold, guess what? If you're stressed out, if you've got too much stress going on, then your immune system is not responding because stress shuts down our immune system. And at some point along the line, stress can actually break DNA to cause a genetic illness. And the list goes on and on and on. So when I talk about stress, I'm not talking about just the the good physical stress that we do need. I am talking about the emotional stress, the stress caused by our negative beliefs. So what do we do about this? And way earlier in the show, I talked about how through electronic means, they are beginning to be able to change the cellular memory of the nerves in an amputee. So they do not experience the pain from a limb that is gone. The same thing can be done for our negative memories. No, you don't have to go through electroshock therapy. But you can change these negative beliefs through energetic means. And the energy can be any of a number of modalities. It can be through acupuncture. It can be through Reiki. You can do yoga. You can pray. Yes, folks, it can be changed through prayerful or meditative means. You can use other energetic healing modalities like tapping, EFT, rapid eye technology, or my favorite, the healing codes. They all work on a cellular level to change those negative beliefs into a positive belief to be able to believe truth. And when you believe truth, you reduce the stress. You don't eliminate the memory. The memory will always be there. The only way I think that we have of eliminating a memory is simply by not being on this earthly realm any longer. So, that's about it. I have spoken about the healing codes on many past shows, how to use the healing codes, what to do to 
change these negative memories or negative beliefs. And you can, you can go back to voiceamerica.com and listen to those shows. Next show, I will be talking with a lady who will be talking about energetic ways of changing it through our cell phones. I'm really excited about that message. But you know what, guys? It's come time towards the end of the show. And I would like to say, repeat the words of a very wise man thousands of years ago, King Solomon. He said, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Until next time, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to the Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you.